You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey everybody, we are back. Um, this is episode 20, 28. So we right, we're getting up there. Um, but this is an important conversation because we want to talk about having sex positive conversations with our teenagers as we prepare to send them into the real world. Um, I had a lot of not so great sexual experiences because I did not have a parent who was really ready to have the conversation about sex. I just knew that my mom put me on birth control, said I needed to take it and don't bring no babies in her house because she wasn't raising any more kids, which I understand, but it didn't help me in the grand scheme of um, making informed and mature decisions about sex, things pertaining to sex, um, or just even feeling comfortable to say, no, I don't, I don't want to have sex with you or I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to do that. Um, and it took a, it took me a long time to get to a place where I had positive thoughts regarding sex. And I don't want that for my child. I don't want that for any of our children at this point. Um, times really are changing and we need to change with them. So Bree from Mama Meets World Pod and her beautiful daughter, Jaden, have been gracious enough to come through and have this conversation with us because London is only two and I have no idea what I've really got myself into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Brie is doing a lot of the great work as a mother um, and having um, a, a beautiful, smart, mature daughter who can have these kind of conversations. And so welcome y'all. Thank you. Hi. Jaden, please don't be Janet Jackson today. <laughs> we have a joke. Jaden's very soft-spoken, and we have a joke um, that she'll start doing that whisper thing, and it annoys me because I'm a loud person naturally. And so I'm like, Janet, please, please, I'd like to hear you. You got to, you know, you got to let her be great, especially in this conversation. <laughs> um, so the first thing, like the first, the first topic is that I'm tired of the world calling black girls fast. Um, I was called fast as a young girl into a teenager because I developed quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I started my period at nine. By the time I was in the fifth grade, I was wearing a D cup bra and I was considered fast, even though at, at that age, you typically are not thinking about sex. It's the adults around you thinking about you and sex more than you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, and that made it weird for me, you know? You know, hearing comments like, ooh, when you get, I can't wait till you get older. I used to hear that from grown-ass men, like, ooh, wait till you a little bit older. I'm coming for you. Like, what? Ew. You know, I think that um, women always realize, especially Black women always realize when their children are to the point where men are going to start sexualizing them. Um, for me, that point hit when Jaden was about eight and a half or nine, when she started shedding some of her baby face and started having, and Jaden's a tall girl. She is, you know, developing and I would see it in men's eyes, but I, at the same point, 
had the same things happen to me when I was her age. And I promised myself that I wouldn't let somebody do that to my daughter. I would let my daughter be informed, right? I wouldn't call her fast. I wouldn't say none of, I'm not going to project my fears for her on her. Um, I think that being called fast is disgusting. And when we were talking earlier, I said that um, it's predatory in a way, but I think that black women is especially harmful because it's not just predatory. It's, it's a fear reaction. You do that because you're afraid that someone is going to be on your daughter sexually. And and that's not the right way to handle it. You know, Jaden, you can cut in here anytime because mm-hmm. I've spent a long time telling Jaden to be okay with her body or telling Jaden she has to be okay with her body. And other people can't project their, their bullshit on her. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, people, they'll look at you a certain way and they'll see you, but, like... I feel like as a woman, you can't you can't be the same because you're the figure that that person is looking up to, and if you shame her on something that she can't control, imagine how that'll affect her. Imagine like that'll cause her to have issues with her self esteem because it kind of feels like the only person that really understands you is saying, "Oh, because of something you can't help." oh, this is what's wrong with you, You since you can't help it. Right. And it's like, I have taught my daughter to be on the lookout for predators. Not, I'm never going to look at a grown man looking at my daughter and be like, you're fast. I'm going to look at a grown man looking at my daughter. I'm going to tell my daughter, that man is a predator. Yeah. yeah. That man is a predator. That is the type of man you need to stay away from. He means you no good. I don't care what he tells you, how he flatters you. You're never going to be, you're not mature. You're not as mature as he's going to say you are, you know? No. You are always going to be a child and he's going to be your adult. And, you know, one way that I I think about it is, you know, when Jaden starts to get a little teenagery, you know, she's 13 now, but when she gets deeper into the shit, I, my pitfall was older men because I needed someone to validate me. I needed someone to say I was smart and mature and funny and all these things that I didn't get at home. Uh-huh. But Jaden gets all these things at home. And I tell her all the time, what's the saying? I don't want you to go out here and need some shit from a man that you cannot get in the damn house. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like once you hit that point where people start calling you fast, it goes downhill. And, like, you'll want somebody to call you something other than, like, fast. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so if a, a grown man comes along and you're not fast. You're beautiful. You mature. You know, you my little girlfriend. All of that, all of that is predatory. And I hate that, like you said, Brie, we had to go through that. And I don't, I don't blame our parents. At the time, they did the best that they could do based on how they were raised. Mm-hmm. But now we know that, not to be mean, but their best wasn't good enough. You know, right. <laughs> looking back, their best wasn't um, good enough. I didn't have an active father figure and my mother tried to be that but it's so hard to be that be the mom be there financially be at the games be where your child needs you to be and still take care of yourself and so I am aware and honest that something had to fall by the wayside and a lot of times it was that validation I needed as a little girl since I didn't have a very active father you know um and I and I think Times were different back then because there wasn't as much medical research about STDs and um, you, our parents didn't know as much. You know, that was back when 
the AIDS epidemic was coming about and they only attributed it to it being something going on in the gay community. community. Yeah. And right. so they didn't have that knowledge. And now, you know, I want to have meaningful conversations with London when she's of age about, hey, it's not just about not getting pregnant. It's about your health and being right. responsible and knowing that you can say no and that that needs to be respected and you don't have to be pressured into it. I didn't get that from my mom. Mm -hmm. I know maybe she meant well, but I just didn't get it. And so I right. dealt with sex the hard way with a lot of uncomfortable, truly unwanted sexual interactions that I felt pressured into when I was younger. Um, and I just really don't want that for our girls now. Right. And I think that the bigger part of the conversation, and I think where I had my breakthrough, and it's been easier to teach Jaden about all of this is I wrap my sex talk into my consent talk. We've yeah. been having this talk since Jaden was two years old. Since Jaden started to understand. When Jaden was in the bath during bath time, when she was it's 13, 14 months, and she started talking, you know, babbling, I taught her the names of her private parts. I taught her the pro proper names. And I told her, nobody needs to touch these. These belong to you. These will always belong to you. As she got older, I, I validated her when she told me that she didn't feel comfortable in some kind of way. Or, you know, I mean, my own father, to be honest, and, you know, I'm going to get really real. My mm -hmm. biological father did not raise me. And my biological father is a drunk. So when he had never met my son and he met my son about how long was it ago? That was like three months? months, three months. Yeah, it was like three months ago. He was finally going to meet my son. Mind you, Jameson's four. So I wanted to do the diligence of having him to meet my children. Jameson was so uncomfortable. He wouldn't leave from under me. And Jaden didn't speak at all. <laughs> And you like you sound like Mike Jaden when it comes to his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> so I promise you, when when I when I realized that my child was uncomfortable, we stay. How long did we stay there? Like two minutes. We stayed there for two minutes. And what did I say when we got in the car? You don't ever have to go see him again. Ever. You being comfortable is more important than anything in this world. When you give your children consent and you give them the power to say, it leaks into other things. Because she was able to say, I am not comfortable with my grandfather. You know, I am not comfortable with this person. She can speak up for herself. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with, my mama don't put me through this shit. Well, I'm going to put it myself through this shit, you know? Like. No, yeah. I totally, I totally get it. And I'm, I'm glad that you have created a, an environment where Jaden is comfortable coming to you just not even when something is wrong, but just with her feelings. Right. A lot of us were never able to come to our parents with our feelings, right, wrong, or indifferent. It was just kind of you, the child, stay in a child's place. Um, uh, to me, a child's place is one that's filled with comfort and love. So if you aren't comfortable about something, if you just feel a way about something, you want to be able to come to your parents. And that's something I want to make sure that we establish with London. Come to us. I think a lot of people, a lot of parents have trouble, a lot of kids have trouble coming to their parents because a lot of people's parenting is based in control and not yes. necessarily love first. If I was, I, it is not my goal to control Jaden. I did not have, you know, I had a child that's going to be her own person and I want her to be her own person eventually. I'm a guide. I'm not, I'm an authority, but I'm a guide. And if you don't have to push that trope on your children that I'm in control of whatever I say goes or whatever, because that's what may, I don't want my child to fear me ever. 
Yeah. I mean, you, you, you respect me, but you don't fear me. And all I had was fear. That's why I was scared to talk to my mom about anything, not just because I had a trash sex talk, which I never got, but because I was scared of her. I was afraid that whatever I was going to reveal to her would somehow get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel like they can't open up to their parents or any adult, really, because they feel like they are over them and they don't really want to talk to them because, like, like we were talking yesterday about, like, Kira and Ch- Can I say? You can say. Yeah. <laughs> Kira and Chelsea, like, they don't want to. It feels like with everybody that's older than you, they don't want to spend time with you. Right. Because they'd rather be around other people. And with a lot of kids, some people not only, like, they go through, like, verbal abuse. Like, their parents will tell them they're, like, worthless or stuff and stuff. Ugh. And that's they they make them feel uncomfortable and then they wish they never had them or something and i feel like that's another thing that people are afraid of right and it's if you've got a parent saying you're worthless and all of this why would you come to them yeah yeah if you have some real you shit going and it's a lot and you know i'm not perfect i have i've had weak moments when i've said shit to jaden that i have wasn't supposed to say but i always apologize and i always tell her you know i let my anger get the best of me or i lost my temper because i want to make sure that i am always a safe place to land my job as her parent is to be i have two goals goal number one is that i am i'm like an advisor Jada has to grow up by herself on her own. Your growing process belongs to you. But I'm the advisor that as you're growing up and as you're coming along, you can have somebody to say, Ma, how should I do this or how should I do that? And I'm there to tell you. So that's number one. And number two is that my my biggest goal is that Jaden is able, that the voice that I've been telling her all these years, that the, the things that I've been telling her becomes her inner voice. So that when she, there's going to be a time that, you know, she's 17, 18, 16 on a date. You know, and I'm not going to be in her space and she's still going to know, need to know what, what moves to make. She's going to need to know how to keep herself safe. And I want to be that voice in the back of her head. Like you ain't comfortable. Girl. Daddy. Like you don't want to do this. Leave. Call me. And I, I always tell her, I, no matter how much trouble you think you in, call me first. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't care. I, I tell Jaden and I tell her every day, it ain't shit you do. That you that I ain't did. I promise <laughs> you will never be as mischievous as me. You will never put yourself in as much bullshit as me. There's nothing new under the sun. You're not gonna surprise me with some shit ever. Yeah, that's the other part. Like when we think about girls, we call them fast, especially black girls. But the boys are different. They are pressured to start having sex early, which is another thing that I know black people don't like unpacking, but Mm. they treat sex as so not that big of a deal when it comes to young boys. And sex is a really big deal. It is. It's a really big deal. It's a lot of responsibility that comes with healthy sex. It absolutely is. And boys are pressured to have sex early. And And the other part, and it's not just the pressure, but it's the their attitude towards young girls that they have sex with. Mm-hmm. That's our one of our big problems. Consent becomes an issue, the respect that they have, because like I said, if they're calling if our if our adults are calling girls fast, what do we think our young boys are doing? Mm-hmm. They're right. playing it's, it's on all... girls they deem as fast. 
Right. It's all a it's all a mirror. And you can even see the behavior. My daughter's 13. She's in eighth grade. I see when I look at a child and I listen to that child, I can see their parent point blank at this age because they recycle the bullshit that their parent tells them, especially yes. when it comes to boys. I, um, you know, me and Jaden have gone pretty far in our sex talk. And, I, you know, we talked about sex. I don't give a shit if she doesn't wait until she's married. I don't care about that. I'm not going to sit here and pretend with her like I waited until I was married. Clearly, I didn't <laughs> wait until I was married because she's here. What is the one thing I've taught her when you're ready to have sex? Do you remember what I taught you? You said when I'm ready that I should come to you first. You should come to me first. But beyond that, even if you don't come to me before that moment, if you cannot look a man in his eyes or, you know, a teenager in his eyes and tell him exactly what the hell you want, exactly what doesn't make you feel good, exactly what's going to make you feel good. You ain't got no business having sex. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you, you said it earlier, but I'm really glad you discussed with Jaden the type of attitudes to stay away from concerning boys her age or even ones that might be a little bit older. She's, you're 13, right, Jaden? Yeah. So it's not out the, the realm of norm for a 14 or 15-year-old boy to be interested in you. But to know the attitudes to look for if they're being predatory, because yes, even teenage boys are predatory with mm-hmm. girls younger than them. Mm-hmm. And they try to prey on them, hoping that they're naive and haven't had these conversations with their, with their moms or their dads. Um, right. And so if they are pressuring you, if, if they don't respect your decision to say no, um, those are definitely the boys you run in the opposite direction of. And no to anything, you might not want to hold a boy's hand. I mean, you might have a lot of boys that like you and you're not, you're not trying to be attached to one. Right. No, I don't want to hold your hand. I don't want to hug you. I don't want to kiss you. I don't want to sneak off somewhere with you. Like if they have a problem with you saying no, period, that's a huge red flag. And they're broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you most know, teenage I, boys are broke. Right. And I said to Jaden as a joke, but I mean it. Um, don't let a little boy put you in a grown woman position. Yeah, you, know, you you are broke, and he is broke. Your ten dollar allowance is not going to cover the the costs that come with raising a child, and you know all of that. Or like just, that. yeah, the going to the doctors, the yeah. you know, God God forbid, but it's happening now. When we see the statistics on the rise in STD rates, yep. that mm-hmm. all of that is an expense. It's an expense to go to the doctor. It's an expense to find this stuff out you know, that you, when you could have, when you can just, like your mom said, always come to her. You can go to the doctor. You can talk to your doctor about sex, birth control, contraceptives, condoms, and things of that nature. Um, And that's a hell of a lot cheaper than dealing with being pregnant before you're ready or, you know, jeopardizing your health. Um, You don't have to do any of that. You really don't. You could talk to your mom. And I wish, and I'm going to say this word because parents treat it like it's a taboo. There's nothing wrong with masturbation. I know how many of us had to sneak and wait for our parents to go to sleep to explore stuff like that when we were teenagers. But if we were able to discuss it openly, I can guarantee you, I probably wouldn't have had started having sex when I had sex. If I felt comfortable exploring my own body if I didn't feel like I was the 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 child of Satan for being interested in in, in porn and stuff like that, 
it it just like I said, our parents' upbringing did a number on us. Mm-hmm. It did. You know, there are age appropriate ways and age appropriate times to introduce your children to. And you know, I, I my biggest goal, and I tell this to Jaden all the time is that when you start having sex, your pleasure will be in the center of sex. A man is going to get pleasure from having sex no matter what he does. So you have to center yourself. You have to make yourself the important piece of of the puzzle. You have to say that. And if you don't have the balls and the guts to say, this is what I need, then honey, it's not your time. And if you don't explore what you like before you get to the point where you when you're adding a partner, how do you think that you're ever going to figure out what's pleasurable. I know personally, I, I, my years of having sex from the time I was, you know, I, I lost my virginity pretty early. I was about 14 or 15, which is another reason why I tell Jaden these things now, because I'm not stupid, you know, things happen in a blink of an eye and I want her to always be prepared, but, um, you have to know what you like in order to be able to tell somebody what you like. There's age-appropriate ways to introduce a Masturbation is not a dirty word. It's not a dirty thing. People no. have done it from the beginning of time, and I don't understand. You know, I think that a lot of people don't see their children as sexual beings, you know, are going to be sexual beings one day. But I know my child is going to one day be having sex. And it's time to prepare herself for that life now. Because if I keep her in the dark, I'm doing her a disservice. And it would break my heart if my child went through all the shit that I went through trying to find myself. Yeah. I feel the same way. That Like, literally the same exact way. Which leads us to, like, the, the next part of the conversation is how to initiate a sex-positive conversation with your teenager. Because parents get weird like about serious conversations like super weird and they take on this authoritative jail warden type of attitude and then think you want to have a comfortable conversation with them about sex you can't do that you can't make me feel like if i give you the wrong answer you'll punish me and then expect me to be open and honest with you it doesn't work like that what made you comfortable i mean it's going to be uncomfortable yeah but what made you comfortable when I started talking to you? Um, what made me comfortable was that you were, you weren't like Jaden. I know this is gonna be awkward, Jaden. Like you didn't say too many warnings to me before to make me already be uncomfortable about what the right. subject was going <laughs> to be. But you just kind of went into it and said, like, I think the words you said were, like don't be uncomfortable and then you started talking to me and that kind of made me comfortable because like she didn't give me a chance to be uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) you know and i laid it to her raw and i gave it to her real i at 13 there are already kids having sex in your school correct yes what am what service am i doing her by not telling her exactly what the heck is going on what am i doing as a mom you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, and the thing is like like I said you can't be a warden and Jaden already said you had a don't you know don't be uncomfortable but we're about to have this conversation and it's fine like it's it's not a big deal it's okay that laid the foundation for a very open and honest conversation between the two of you is that you already let her know that this is a safe place you don't have to be uncomfortable but we need to have this conversation and I, like it's it's not your kid's job to come have the conversation with you initially because they're already going through a world of emotions 
Like they have enough going on. So no, they're not going to bring the conversation to you as your parent. It's your duty to figure out, you know, an appropriate time to start the conversation. Right. And things happen so fast in real time. Think about how you lost your virginity. Think about the first sexual encounter you had. Think about those things. They happen in a blink of an eye. You have to have the knowledge before you're in the situation, not not doing cleanup with the after. I know Jaden is young and I know a lot of people probably look at me like, well, why are you telling her all these things or why are you you know, letting her know? Or why aren't you afraid of her having sex? People are having sex. People are going to continue to have sex. And people will have sex until the end of time. My daughter is not some special princess snowflake that's going to be the one that never has sex. Mm-hmm. I want her to have a healthy sexual relationship. When you have that power and when you're able to say no and when you're able to stand firm in your no, it opens doors for you. That doesn't just carry. It's not just your sex life. When you understand consent and you understand that you don't want your consent taken away and you understand how to to stand firm in your shit, it carries over from the bedroom to the boardroom. It carries over to from your intimate relationships to the relationships with the people in your life that are your friends. It, it matters everywhere. It, you know what? You make a really good point there in that having healthy conversations in general, but mostly about your like your autonomy, your power to make decisions, it does carry over far beyond sex. Because, Jane, you, I know you probably are figuring it out now that you have to have boundaries with everybody, even your friends. Mm-hmm. Eat, like you have to be able to say no or I don't like when you did this or said that to me with your friends and that is absolutely an important part of life or you'll spend your whole life like feeling like people don't treat you well or respect you so having that conversation about boundaries with sex it definitely applies to every aspect of your life and it will never stop honestly you will always have to establish boundaries with people in your life so you know you are well, one, your mom has you and she's super lucky and you have your mom and you're super lucky and you are being set up for a lifetime of success because your mom is not hiding from important conversations that will affect how you go through life. Like, I get what you're saying, like with boundaries, I feel like I'm not like afraid of him, but like, I I feel like I'm a very... A person that likes to express their feelings but a lot of people have a problem with that a lot of people will be like oh and they won't really say anything about it right but when did i tell you about that it can't have any emotion no i said everybody doesn't come from the same kind of house we come from yeah everybody hasn't been taught all those things you know Mm mm-hmm absolutely now um now being an adult and you know, our parents change the same way we change and they evolve and they, they grow. Um, but now the, the relationship I wish I was able to have with my mom when I was your age, we have now because she understands how important communication is. Um, I mean, our parents come from a different time where they had to just be strong and not let anybody see them sweat. And I'm of the mindset that if you are, if we, if I love you and you're important to me, I should be able to let you see me sweat. I shouldn't have to keep everything locked away and not express myself and my emotions. And so now I'm finally getting to that place with my mom. And so, like I said, you, 
it is really amazing that you don't have to wait till you're in your thirties for you and your mom to have an open and honest relationship where you're comfortable talking to her and don't feel like she will judge you or, or, you know, punish you for the things that you feel. Right. And that's really important. You know, and the things that, you know, I tell my daughter, they're extended to, you know, my boyfriend's daughter and they're extended, like, it's a different feeling. You know, my, um, my boyfriend is a single father. His daughter is 12. Hearing some of his attitudes or seeing his blind spots when it comes to the sexuality of, you know, of women's sexuality and consent and, you know, all those things. I think that he's a lot more sensitive to those things. And in turn, he could give that to his child because as important as the relationship that me and Jaden has, I really, really, really would like some of this stuff to start coming from fathers, especially with daughters. And not in that I'll kill a nigga if he touch you way. You know, in that more, you know, in, <laughs> sorry, and more of that, um, that way, like, hey, this is the right way to do it. This is not the right way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, and that's one of the reasons, like, one, Mike is quiet. At first, I was like, maybe I won't have Mike on this episode just because I wanted Jaden to feel comfortable and it could get uncomfortable having these conversations with, with men around, which right. is why he's just kind of listening more than anything. Cause he don't, he, he don't know the first thing yeah. about what he's about to step into as London gets older. Oh, and, he does it. And, um, I think Colin's here. Come here, babe. Come on, nigga. Come on, I can't <laughs> Are you going to see Janet Jackson today? It's, it's not so newlywed podcast. Me and Jaden are talking about uh, having the talk with your kid. The talk. The talk. The talk. The, the birds and the daughter bees. Chelsea. Not really Come on, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of talk did your dad give you? One. We had the talk on Valentine's Day, the big real deal talk, <laughs> <laughs> which That's was appropriate. Fitting. <laughs> Same. What what have you seen with me and my child that's made you be like, oh, maybe I need to go have the talk again? We need to have the talk again just because we just need to have the talk again uh, and have the talk for real. Because we, we had it, but it wasn't um, everything that comes along with having, having the talk. It was more of a, in general, rather than, you know, specifics as to you know, where you are and what you think and the different things that um, oh, 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 that that are out there, you know, because it's like, what do you know? And it's like, well, I don't know that much. And they're lying. Right. They know more than they say. Yeah, they But I'm okay with that because I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, you know, I've taken it upon myself to talk to the girls separately because I think it takes dads a little more acceptance to be like, you know, to your child is going to be having sex one day. Your child is going to be a sexual being one day. And I think that's hard for a lot of men. It's hard. Like, that's it's a hard pill to swallow, like yeah. that your child will grow up and they will have sexual relationships, romantic relationships. Mike over here, dry heaving. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, you know what it is. I, and I she'll date, just, she'll get married, she'll be where we are one day. But yeah, all right. of that requires sex. Yeah, I think it's just like it's like you don't really want to know, but you but you should know, but you don't really want to know. 
So I think it's I think it's just that plan. It's like I don't really want to have this conversation and but I don't I, really want this to happen, but I'm not gonna be able to stop it. So like it's I, I feel like I feel like when I get to that point and I'm just gonna say that I think that it's better for me to be rather open to it than have it done behind my back. So so I think when that time comes, I will be, I think when that time comes, I won't say that I'll be ready, but I'll be prepared. more prepared, yeah, to, to, to have the talk. And actually, when, I, when, I, when we take it um, to, the, to the next step, I don't necessarily, you know, want to, to go through, like, the whole sex part of it, but just, just dealing with, with boys. And I'd rather, I'd rather talk about, you know, the game and, and talk about, you know, um, you know, you have, (laughs) you have your, you have these boys over here and yeah, you might like them, but you know, this is the age that you are Mm -hmm. in life and, you know, don't be so, you know, thinking that right now is everything and, you know, don't do anything or don't let it be somebody else's decision as far as what you do and when you do and how you do it. Um, yeah, it's I, more I think it's like, just the you know, manipulation, have, uh, right? Right. I think it's I, just the manipulation, right, behind the whole idea of having sex at that age time. Because it's like the boys are manipulated to be pressured into having sex, and that leads them to pressuring girls into having sex. Yes. Right. Like, it's 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 uh, an ongoing a stack, of, like, yeah. a, like dominoes. Like, one hits the other, and all the other ones fall down. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, not say well i'm just gonna say i feel like sometimes dads are like scared they are yes yes that's exactly their child (laughs) talks to like boys and stuff and they'll isolate them right like remember when we were at the pool and chelsea was just talking to that dude and carl was like what what is is going on what is going on and then he, he made me go and listen to their conversation and they were just talking about minecraft (laughs) <laughs> you're not gonna stop being a man you're not gonna stop because i'm i'm your dad your father he'll text me and be like yo you don't think Jaden's jeans is too tight no i don't if you think Jaden's jeans is too tight you have that conversation with Jaden on your own right or not even buy her more baggy jeans sit with yourself and wonder why it matters why does it matter if that's the way she dresses herself and that's how she feels good? What's making you uncomfortable with it? Has your dad had any sex talk with you? Because he's scared. <laughs> it is okay to be scared, but you can't stay scared. Yeah, you, know? you got to break out of that just so that you're, for, for their safety, their health. And like, like we said, I want, when we get to that point, I want London to have positive thoughts about sex. I don't want her to feel like she's dirty for thinking about it, right. wanting to even do it. I don't want her to have any of the negative feelings that we were made to have about sex when we were their age. Informed um, decisions are better decisions. Yes, in absolutely. I was going to ask Mike and Colin anyway, like, did you feel the same way when it was your time? Did you feel informed or did you feel ready? Or is that just a girl thing? Like, I didn't feel ready, but I felt like I had to do what I had to do or else I was going to, like, that was, that was just a part of being grown. So I was, I was ready when I was 12, 11. Um, (laughs) But 
I was I never I never had a formal uh, conversation with either of my parents. Really? Not even um, Mr. Clarence? No, he never talked to me about sex. He never talked to me about drugs. He never talked to me about, um, you know, any of the in any of any of the stuff. Well, I mean, that sounds which, very much like your grandfather. Which, if you want to stay in my house, you gotta do stuff for my house. Well, I mean, he's right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, we, we never had, we never had those types of talks, um, you know. And I, I, I did the, you know, and I knew the, the typical thing, you know. You have your circle of, of, of guy friends or you know other boys. And everybody's talking about stuff they haven't done, things they haven't seen. Um, and, you know, you, you feel that and you have that pressure or whatever. I, I just, well, personally, I was too, you know, I was scared um, when it came down to girls. So I never, like, pressured girls. But, you know, that's what. You are an angel. I wasn't an angel. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was more P-word than anything. Pussy? <laughs> Wow, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I wanted one of the girls to guess which p word I was talking about, but well, there yeah. Is there pinball? <laughs> uh, so uh, as far as that goes, I don't. I, I don't want to say I was ready. I think I waited probably a lot longer than uh, I would say most of my peers. I was uh, 15, 16. Um, but it was. I, I feel like I still didn't really know shit at all. So it was just like I knew I knew how it worked essentially, but I didn't essentially know what I was doing. It's crazy. So it's like always the blind leading the blind. Yeah, yeah. It that's it absolutely is. That's it was just jackrabbit humping on somebody because that's what you're <laughs> supposed to be. That's what that's I what don't people, think I was a jackrabbit. But that's but what, <laughs> because mean, they said that's what you should be doing as a as a teenage boy. You should be getting women. Yeah, you and. Yeah. and then they're telling girls, uh-uh, you don't be being fast letting these boys do this. But it's like, if you telling boys to have sex, who who are you who you think they're gonna tell they should be having sex? It's gonna right. be and it's so bad for women or other boys less I mean it's all encompassing. Yeah. But I'm just saying in general, once you put that out there, it's like Mike said, it's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. Even if you tell a girl not to have sex, the boys she's coming in contact with are saying, let's have sex. Yeah, because that's what they're hearing. So, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of crazy because even, I mean, as grown, grown titty women and grown ass men, we still see this. Then you turn around and have sex with the boy and then he's talking to his friends about how, what kind of hoe you are. Yeah. Like, it's it's such a painful, vicious cycle, and I don't want my daughter to to be a part of that. You know I, what I mean? That's absolutely. why I want her. Mm -mm. I want her mm. informed. Nope, I absolutely do not want that. And I, like I said, that's one of the things more than more than just the act. But yes, I want London to recognize negative attitudes from boys when it mm -hmm. comes to sex. Because, I mean, teenagers telling themselves all the time. All it, the that's, time. That's not a big deal. Like, it, you, they're at the lunch table talking, and you could tell their negative attitudes on certain things. I remember from being in high school myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're all talking, and boys, yeah, I knocked this hoe down, this, that, and the third. I want my daughter to be able to recognize that type of language and that type of attitude and be like, yeah, I'm good on you. Right. Because if you but think having sex with a girl makes her a hoe, 
you don't think very highly of yourself either then. Mm -hmm. Because you're the person who essentially made her a hoe. Like, the the exchange has to be equal. Um, And I don't know. I just want, I want Jaden to have a better experience than I did. Yeah, absolutely. And so that leads to the last part of the conversation. Like, things to discuss when you have the conversation. So what are, like, Jaden and Bree, what are some things that y'all discussed when y'all had this conversation? Um. My mom talked to me a lot about consent and like when to feel comfortable and like to like come to her like to make me feel comfortable like at any time. Yeah, that's a big part because if I I guarantee if they did a study for uh with women our age and older, we have at least one story of being sexually assaulted and and raped as teenage girls. Because consent was not the conversation when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it wasn't the conversation. And beyond it not being the conversation, it's like I didn't feel like I had the right to say no. Yeah. I didn't feel like anything. But I think that also comes from the way that I was raised. I was pretty powerless as a child. I didn't get choice over anything. Not what I ate. Not the way I dressed. Not the way I did my hair. So when you get into these relationships quote unquote I'm going to say that loosely with boys when you're younger it almost feels right to say to just go along with whatever you're trying to keep the peace a lot of women have been taught to keep the peace when I told Jaden you know if you need to raise hell raise hell (laughs) yes yes raise hell last week I think like I was being quiet and then I I'm dying mommy really upset right because i was trying to hold the peace but then when i tried to like tell people how i felt then i kind of just let it go yeah and then my mom was like it doesn't matter just like i i'm sorry i forgot what you said but i remember (laughs) wow (laughs) i told her that it doesn't matter and you can say anything to anyone but it, it matters the way that you present it um, but I'm I'm going to tell you a fear and a fear that I haven't quite worked out on how to explain to my daughter is that a lot of men are inherently violent. You know, that's the situation that scares me. You yeah, I just, took no. a, I just took a deep breath because when Curtis and I were recording the weekly wind down yesterday, I was my wound up was that when I was on travel for business just recently and I went to a sports bar to get something to eat and have a drink and watch the game this guy would not leave me alone and got like extremely like not aggressive and like touching, but like making comments like, right. yeah, if you want to, if you want to come sit on my face, you can. And like, it got to the point where the bartender made sure that security walked me to my car. Right. And, and that's a fear of mine because when I was like ready to go, I was like, okay, how do I get away from this man without him following me to my car or something? Right. I mean, I, I I have a son, too, but Jameson's four. But you best believe that I'm building into his talk. And we already talk about consent and stuff now. Children can understand consent, even as babies. This is mine. They understand consent and giving you things. Why can't they understand the other side of it? Um, but my fear for my daughter is plain and simple, that she will do everything right, that she will say no, that she will, you know, uh, 
stand up for herself and and some boy will get violent with her because of it because you know some some unstable little boy that finds his manhood and be able to sleep with somebody takes that kind of offense to her saying no yeah and which like you and you made a good point about Jameson being for and understanding consent because even with London on days if she don't feel like giving up a hug or a kiss we don't make her right and that's a part of starting the conversation about consent early. If she doesn't feel like having physical contact with us because she's mad or she's sleepy or she's in the mood, we don't force it. We're not saying right. you're going to give me a hug or a kiss anyways. Because that that's the exact like opposite of right. consent. That's, that makes them feel like they belong to themselves. And you do belong to yourself. You absolutely do. And the other thing, so like consent, have you guys discussed birth control, condoms, things like that? No, that's next phase of our talk. I just wanted her, you know, to be where she is now because, you know, towards the end of this year, because I also don't want to make her feel pressured into saying yes or making a decision yeah. about birth yeah. control. And I know my daughter's personality. So yeah. She knows enough about it. She knows what it is and all that stuff. But, you know, speaking specifically to her, it's not something that we've had to, you know, do yet. Yeah. And and it is, again, all of these conversations should come when your child is ready. It shouldn't, like, forcing them into it, making them sit down and discuss it. Because, honestly, if they aren't ready to have the conversation, they will not absorb what you're telling them. If they don't want to have the conversation, it'll be like talking to a brick wall. And in my opinion, with girls, having the birth control talk is a really serious talk because there are side effects to birth control. And there's so many types of birth control that if your child is not sexually active, you don't want to throw that into their body before they're ready. Right. And. You know, sometimes it can be life-saving and sometimes it can be, you know, my, one of my best friends died of a blood clot um, that was a side effect of birth control. So it's yeah. scary for me. Um, yeah, it's a scary conversation. They all have so many side effects. Even the thought of, you know, we talk, we spoke, we texted yesterday and I was telling you about getting my IUD removed. And right. like, I can't imagine putting my teenager through that And she's not even ready to be sexually active. Right. And, you know, I just, I want her to have the choice, but I think that we have a good enough rapport that she already knows she does have the choice. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, even STDs and STIs, that's not even being funny, but I, I think kids start to read up on this stuff far before they have the conversations with their parents. Think because about the kids have Google. Did we have Google? You can no. learn anything about no. anything at the touch of your fingers at the at this age. Jaden has her own phone. Yeah, I wish we had Google when we Me were too. teenagers. I wish we did to be able to get ahead and like you said, not be the blind leading the blind. And the the in the notes I had about maturity, and that's because I've listened to Jaden on your show on the show with Curtis and in my opinion, she's far more mature than I was at 13. Y'all, let me tell you something. I think that God put Jaden in my life because she's exactly the child that I needed. I had Jaden when I was 22 years old. The formulated thoughts that I have now have not always been my thoughts, but I've been thankful, you know, that Jaden has let me grow up with her. 
you know? Yeah. And I, the way that I speak, I don't want the credit for teaching my daughter how to, you know, navigate these conversations. If I didn't have a daughter who was open to it and open to listening, we couldn't even do it. I think it takes, you know, it's not just the parent, it's the child. And I have a really good kid, a really good kid. Yeah, like, you absolutely do. You probably better do. than I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you if you are a parent and you don't have a Jaden, because I you none of y'all will ever have a Jaden. She's one to one, and Bree would probably fight you if you thought you had another Jaden. Absolutely. <laughs> but. If, you're ch- if your child is not mature enough and open to these conversations, it's okay. Don't punish them for not wanting to have the conversation yet. Don't make them seem like something is wrong with them or laugh right. at them or berate them. But remind them that if they aren't ready to have a conversation with their parent that loves them and only wants the best for them, they absolutely are not ready to be having sex then. Because and then sex- check yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is important for me to say, check yourself too. If your child doesn't want to have the conversation with you, what is the rapport that you set with your child that they don't feel comfortable having this conversation with you? Yeah, because, um, and Curtis said this yesterday, you cannot wait until your child is 11, 12, 13, and then want to have an open and honest environment. That's something you have to start from, from when they're small. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't wake up one day and be like, Hey, you better tell me anything you feeling. You have to have been building. <laughs> you have to have been building that relationship since they were smaller. Yeah, I was thinking too. Like, and I understand. Like, you know, wanting to have that talk with them at that time, and if the child is not ready to have the talk with you, you know, maybe they would rather have the talk with someone else. You yeah. know, maybe there's someone else that has a better a, rapport. A better rapport. Um, you know, uh, could be a family member or something like that. It could be, it could be their doctor because that's a doctor as well. That's, they have a certain privilege as long as they are not planning to harm themselves. As long as they want to talk to their doctor, they have a certain doctor, doctor, patient privilege. There should be other options. Yeah, there should be other options. If they're they're not willing to speak with you, there should be another option for them to speak with someone. Don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the community comes in. I know that Chelsea, Colin's daughter, feels more comfortable talking to me about certain things that he's going to feel with her, with him. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that Jaden is more comfortable talking to her auntie about certain things that she's not comfortable talking to, you know, about me, even though I feel like we have a great relationship. I don't take it personal. I'm just happy that I have the the community. I'm happy that I have the village that I have that Jaden learns it, no matter if it didn't come from me. Right. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. So, Jane, let me ask you, do, do you think the conversations that you've had with your mom make you feel more comfortable making healthy decisions when it comes to boys and things like that? Yeah, because, like, I've tried to stay away from people that don't make me feel comfortable. Because, I mean, if my mom hadn't told me anything about that, then I would just, like, keep going until, like, something happened to me. And I feel like that's one of the things that my mom recognizes because she sees the people at my school. She sees my messages. She sees people being mean she sees people all over the internet like that that are like don't have your best interest at heart yeah 
and she'll she'll see it and she'll talk to me about it and then I'll be like oh I think I made a mistake and then I'll be able to like reflect on my mistake so I don't make it again yeah yeah and and you know it's it sounds like to me your mom has made sure that you are comfortable in your body and you recognize that it is your body and you don't owe it to anybody else and you have a right to say no and you don't have to get to know people that you don't want to get to know. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Good. That makes me truly, truly, truly happy that you have a mom that is creating a different outcome than she had. You know, and I tell Jada all the time, I know it's harsh, but whenever she tells me about situations that make her uncomfortable, you know, I would like to say that I'm the nice mom that says, you don't have to stay around anybody that makes you feel, I'm always like, fuck them niggas, fuck them. If you, if they make you feel some kind of way, middle school is small. She is in eighth grade. She is going to get to ninth grade where the, the splash of whoever she was in eighth grade with will not carry over till ninth grade. These people are temporary unless you want them to be permanent. Don't let anybody get in your space and make you feel some kind of way or you be uncomfortable around them because you don't have to. You're not going to have to deal with these people forever. No. No, you're not. Um, and that's the, the really good part is knowing you have a choice. Like that is a, a key part in having a life that's not filled with, with pain and going through situations that you don't have to go through. No, knowing to walk away... Now, it will help you as you get older, more successful, meet more people, you know, get more confident that nobody can shape that from you because your mom made sure that was part of your foundation. Right. It's, yeah. It's easy to see the people who didn't have that in their lives because I feel like you can tell them. You can see them online. They follow anybody. They go with anything. They change their entire personalities to be in the in the crowd that they want to be in in the moment it's weird it very very weird very weird and that is the primarily that's why i wanted to have this conversation um i know that you have always been outspoken brie and you don't bite your tongue and i felt like you and Jaden would be great to come on and have this discussion because you don't hold any punches and you don't paint a picture that doesn't exist. You give Jaden the honest truth about what's going on with her. Right. Sorry, my son is asking for a bigger hug. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say hi to Candace and Mike in London? Say hey. Hello. You're going to give us the professional job interview? Yes. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. All you're missing is a hand. Right. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? You guys a question? Yes. What's something that you wish that, like, the main thing you wish your mom or your figure would have talked to you about before you went into all this? So... I wish my mom would have had the talk about consent with me. Um, and I'll be very transparent with you. Um, I am 35. And in 35 years, I have been raped once and sexually assaulted multiple times. 
Um, I finally had the conversation with my mom about all I've been through maybe just a month or two ago. And I wish I felt more comfortable coming to her when I was younger because I do believe that my violators probably would have been in jail. But I was scared and we never had the conversation. Like if somebody touches you, if somebody it does something inappropriately to you, come to me. Because my mom, too, was a victim of rape and she held it in for many, many years. I don't think my grandmother even knows that that happened to her. Um, and so finally, after having the conversation, she and I both agreed that we have to do it a, a whole different way for London's sake. So that London is comfortable coming to me and saying, Mom, this boy touched me in a way I didn't want him to touch me. And I will be on whoever this person's ass is. That like I won't let up, but I didn't have that with my mom, and I wish I had, because I maybe would have gotten professional help a lot sooner had she known what was going on with me. I don't know if I, I don't know if there was a specific talk that I would have wanted to have. I would say, I just wish I was more informed, like just being informed about sex and knowing that I didn't have to be pressured into doing it at all. Uh, either by peers or, you know, just society in general. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want to ask me too? Yeah. Oh. Mm. I just wish my mother would have, I wish we would have had a better relationship that I could be open to her. There were a lot of things that if I had a little bit of guidance on, I didn't have an aunt either because my mom is basically an only child. And then, you know, I have aunts that are my grandfather's um, kids, but I was not close to them. I didn't have an auntie. And then the closest thing to auntie was my cousin Chanel, and she was only a few years older than me. She was stupid as hell, too. <laughs> so, I just wish that I had somebody that I could come to. You're fortunate that you have Portia, which is my little sister. Portia's only 25. Okay. So, she is not 28. She is 10 years younger than me. <laughs> so Portia's 25, and I know that the, the relationship that they have, I'm so thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> We and I, like I said, your mom is one of my favorite people ever, and you you have a community of people to come to when you need help with anything, whether it's your uncle Curtis, if uh-huh. if you need to reach out to me, and it doesn't have to be about sex; it could be school related. If you need help with your math homework, then I'm the person you come to because I'm the engineer. If you if you want to start a YouTube channel or a podcast, you go to your uncle Curtis. Because he runs this thing like a well-oiled ship. You have a community of people that you can always come to for anything and will never turn you away. And like your mom said, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I didn't. My mom and her sister aren't close. So me and my aunt weren't close. And I never felt comfortable going to her. So you have a community and just make sure you use it to your advantage. Oh, well, back to where you can find me. So, of course, I have the podcast, Mama Meets Pod, um, Mama Meets World Podcast on Twitter. I'm Mama Meets Pod. Instagram is Mama Meets World Pod. And Facebook, I'm searchable. Um, my personal pages are on Instagram and underscore it's Miss Bree on Twitter. That's not for y'all to follow, just for y'all to listen to. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is not y'all's business. That's grown woman business. Let's not, not get that familiar. <laughs> okay, just making sure. 
Um, but um, I I appreciate you letting me and Jaden come on today. Anybody's welcome to follow me or reach out to me. I appreciate if you have any questions. Uh, you can hear more content about the way I raise my kids and, and motherhood on my podcast, Mama Meets World Pod. Yes, please go, please go listen. Bree is is doing the people's work with having in depth conversations about parenting and staying healthy as a parenting and balancing, you know, taking care of yourself and then being an accounted for and in the present parent, which can be Lord Jesus. Yes. Impossible sometimes, but she makes it happen. Um, There's no way you can't reach Jaden. So don't even try. (laughs) Right. If you have something that you want to say, you need to go through her community and we'll decide if the message is worth relaying. Which it probably won't be. Um, talk to us. Don't talk to her. Yeah, don't talk to her. Um, unless, as mature as she is, she need a podcast, okay, to help some <laughs> of her peers start to get ready to be wonderful people the way that she is. Um, and as usual, you know, you can find us yeah. at Not So Newly Wet PC. Subscribe to the Patreon because Bree does birth stories of Black mamas. I've done an episode where you get to see the ugly side of of pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and everything in between, and how much of a nightmare it is for so many Black women. Um, we don't have pretty stories. And that should tell you a lot about the world that we live in, that Black women aren't able to enjoy pregnancy, motherhood, childbirth, the way that so many non-Black women are. And be, so subscribe and listen to that for only $5. You can hear that. Mike and I do the portal. Um, and there's some other great shows on the Patreon. And I think that is it for us. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Bree and Jaden, Colin, Chelsea, Jameson, um, for, for making an appearance and, and being really transparent with us and our listeners. And we will see you guys back in two weeks.